0: As He will. He is the way and the truth, and in Him ends life. If we obey His word, then we walk in. We walk in the darkness, and the truth's not in us. If we walk again
1: Well, good morning, friends. It's been a while, and I'm trying to remember my uh, way around my devices here. Um, it's amazing what what you can forget in three weeks uh, in terms of all the little things, settings you have to have set uh, on uh, uh, your software like I have here. I've got software for the chat. I've got software for the cameras and the microphone. I've got software that is obviously streaming this. I have uh, software that's recording this and um, lots of little details to have to remember as you get back into the swing of things. We are going to (coughs) spend, excuse me, a little bit of time here in this month in First uh, Peter, uh, work our way through First Peter and uh, perhaps Second Peter. Uh, we are going to begin transitioning over to a different uh, listening platform. I don't have that all set here yet this morning, uh, having just gotten back from a bunch of travel uh, and uh, needing to mow my hay field. Uh, where's Jack I need Jack to come bale my yard uh, three weeks of I think it rained here a bunch and uh, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of grass it's gonna take me uh, two or three mowings to get caught back up on my grass again to make it look good uh I was thinking man I should just get a couple cows and put out there It'd be helpful um but we're gonna spend some time uh here uh um, doing our, our, in our normal location, but, uh, Don has created a couple of new, a new, uh, Facebook landing page as well as a, uh, a YouTube landing page uh, that we're going to begin using, uh, probably when I start, I'm going to go through Psalms, uh, and finding God in the Psalms and, uh, we'll probably start that at the beginning of September. And by then we will have transitioned over to a different Facebook page and to a different. um, So I'm telling you that now, um, so you can begin looking for that. I don't know if Don might be able to link you to those things, uh, but um, uh, just a little bit of a transition that we're going to make there uh, just so that you're aware of that. And uh, Don can uh, give us links so that, eventually it will no longer be uh it may no longer be anyway here at Vrassi, or or it may be here and also at uh, because we have that ability to to do that but for those of you who listen and who comment and who are a regular part we want to make sure you're all going to one page uh, for a little while i had uh, broadcast this on my own facebook page as well the problem was that some people were making comments there some people were making comments here at the rassy chapel uh facebook uh, page and you weren't seeing each other's comments so we're we're trying to figure out how to get to to one landing page uh and uh, beef this up a little bit more so we're gonna spend like i said some time here in first peter and um I want to give you some background into First Peter as we as we get going. So, um, let me do that. I mean, first of all, what we note uh, of First Peter is found uh, found right uh, right in the book itself. He says this. He says this letter is from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to God's chosen people who are living as uh, foreigners. Uh, in the provinces of uh, Pontius, uh, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, uh, really, what we're talking about is that is largely the area where Paul had been, uh, and, and I will show you a map here. I forgot to. It's one more thing I, I forgot to do is forgot to add this uh, this input so that you could uh, so that you could see it. Uh, let me get that for you here, and I will show you what the area is. But but Peter is writing to an area where uh, I have to remember where I put these things. Here it is: writing to an area where the Apostle Paul had uh, had spent time, and this this is the area. He talks about Bithynia, uh, Pontius, uh, Cappadocia, and you can see it there, uh, Asia, uh, Bithynia. So, so this area, and this this is the area where Paul had ministered. You know, Paul had been in Ephesus and Tarsus. He grew up in Tarsus, uh, and uh, Paul really launched his ministry from Antioch and the ministry to the Gentiles. But now here is Peter writing perhaps a little bit later, to the people who would be gathered over in these parts. So another one of the apostles speaking to to the people who have now heard the gospel, who have now believed the gospel, uh, and are in that part of the world. So Peter says, uh, I'm writing to you who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontius. Now, why does he say living as foreigners, as, as he says here? Because of the diaspora. Now, what is the diaspora? The diaspora is the dispersion. That's where we get the word dispersion from is from diaspora. And so Peter is writing to those who had fled. Peter is writing to those who had fled Jerusalem, had fled to Israel, Uh, perhaps because of persecution that took place. And so now they have spread themselves out into what is now modern-day Turkey. And he's writing to those living as foreigners, those living as a result of the diaspora of being dispersed due to persecution. And so they're living in foreigners in places that weren't their homelands. It would be like if you suffered persecution and decided you needed to move to somewhere like Alabama, you know where where things are different down there, and uh, so I I just want to encourage you uh, that uh, you don't have to move. We live in the United States where we still have religious freedom. We live in the United States where we still can do broadcasts like this, and where we can have books, and we can have radio stations and television programs, and all these different things that we need to take advantage of, movies and so on. Um, things that they do not get to take advantage of in other places of the world, like our friends over in India that we've heard from different times. Um, they uh, uh, they don't have access to all that we have access to and having access to so much, sometimes we're bored with it. Uh, here's Peter writing to these people who don't have access to all these things. In fact, they didn't have they didn't have books. They didn't even have a Bible, really. They didn't have, they had the scrolls, perhaps, of the Old Testament. Uh, a select few, perhaps, had the scrolls of the Old Testament. Um, but they didn't have Bibles. Sometimes we think, well, they've always had the Bible. No, God's truth has always been there for us, but we have not always had. The ability to hold on to that truth or to read that truth it wasn't until the dawn of the printing press that the uh, Bibles began to be distributed. Uh, in fact, it wasn't until a few hundred years after uh, the start of the early church that that, that the Bible was really canonized or the 66 books that we now have were, were identified and recognized and authenticated as the books that should be should constitute what we call the Bible. I mean, that didn't come until the middle of, of the 300s. Um, so he's writing to people. What they have is each other. Uh, what they have is is their gatherings. What they have is is oral traditions that are passed on. Uh, or maybe a letter that would have been circulated, and, and going back again to that, to that map, uh, is believed that that this is the area into which Paul, uh, Paul's, which Peter's letter would have been circulated, and found its way, and, and perhaps somebody copied uh, some copies of the letter and it got circulated that way, or the original letter got passed around. Uh, but it wasn't like we like we have today, where we say, "Let's, uh, you know, let's all buy a copy of a book and read it together," like we did the David Jeremiah study together uh, a few years ago, uh, or even as we here today can look at this screen and see it. That would have been the case. In their day, maybe not where they're looking at a screen, but uh, in their day where one person had the copy and had to share it with everybody else, kind of like I'm doing today. You in your home, you you may have uh, various copies of a paper Bible. You may have a King James Version. You may have a uh, New New American Standard Bible, which is called the NASB, the N-E-S-B. You may have the N-I-V. You might have the... Uh, NLT which is what we're looking at the new living translation or any the ESV the English standard version uh, there's all kinds of versions or if you have one of these smartphones you perhaps have a variety of copies of things that you can uh, 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 of translations you can look at on your phone we have so very very much and uh uh, we need to be thankful for all that we have. Now, just again, I want to read to you some of the detail background of uh, uh, of First Peter. So let let me give us a little bit of detail background here. Um, I mean, Paul, uh, not Paul. I'm so used to talking about Paul. Peter identifies himself as an apostle. Uh, He is one who had been with Jesus. He was one who was sent by Jesus. He was the one to whom Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. And he probably was pointing at himself. Jesus was pointing himself, not at Peter, when he said, on this rock. He says, you you are a rock, Peter. This is uh, Matthew 16, 16. But on this rock, and he probably is pointing himself and saying, on this rock, I will build my church. Uh, He wrote this letter to a group of Christians scattered throughout the northern er uh, areas of what was then called Asia Minor. Uh, He may have gone there and preached at some point in time, but we know that Paul traveled extensively there. Peter wrote to a people who probably included both Jews and Gentiles. Uh, He called them aliens or foreigners uh, because of the diaspora. Uh, and now they're living their their lives in such a way that they would stand out as aliens uh, uh, among those of culture. And, and for us, I mean, we are to live as aliens. We are to live as foreigners uh, ourselves uh, in this land. This world is not our home. Our home, our citizenship is in heaven. We get our marching orders from heaven and... Uh, we, we live for Christ, and sometimes it's, it's tough because we still want to live for self, and we, we want the best of both worlds, and sometimes we can have the best of both worlds, but but we are called to a different place, a different way of thinking, a different way of living, a different way of serving, and in such a way that makes us kind of like foreigners even here in our own homeland. Now, continuing on to just some background, uh, Peter spoke much about persecution in this letter, which we'll find out. Um, he was anticipating that uh, a, that they would continue to face uh, persecution. They had already faced persecution, and thus they were they, they were scattered as they were. Hence, he calls them the foreigners that they that he calls them. Uh, and he knew that they'd probably have to continue to face persecution under Nero's reign. Uh, now, at this point, Peter has not yet been arrested. Uh, this event would take place prior to his martyrdom between the years 80-66 uh, and 80-68. Uh, Peter indicates that he is sending his greetings in, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 13. Uh, let me show you that verse. Uh, he says, your sister church here in Babylon sends you greetings and so does my son Mark. Now, now, why does he use Babylon? Really, he's probably most likely meaning the region uh, of Mesopotamia. Uh, It's a common metaphor uh, used for for that ancient Mesopotamian city as a stand-in for Rome, the modern city that, like Babylon, gave itself over to idol worship and false gods. Uh, Peter has long thought to have spent his final years serving the church in Rome, so calling uh, Rome Babylon, uh, liking and even first... uh, Even John, in the book of Revelation, would would liken Babylon, perhaps even to Rome. Um, There are lots of references to the suffering and persecution that takes place. Uh, Because of this, it's likely that Peter wrote this around AD 64, uh, just as the persecution of the Christians was really, really ramping up under Nero as it was. Now, now why is this letter so important? Uh, it, it focuses on believers bearing up under suffering, and yet continuing to live well, to live godly, to live in a way that, that will glorify Christ. In some ways, 1 Peter might be called the, the, the book of Job of the New Testament, as it provides encouragement for the true believer to continue on in the way that Jesus laid out for his followers. Uh, Paul, Peter, I keep saying Paul, Peter calls the believers to endure, uh, to endure what they go through, to endure in such a way that they provide a good testimony for the Lord Jesus in how they face what they face. Now, living in close proximity to Jesus for more than three years provided with the the Apostle Paul with the best possible example of what it looked like to live in holiness, the best example of what it looked like to live in persecution, even as Peter's writing this within a few years, he himself will be martyred, perhaps buried, uh, not buried, perhaps uh, crucified, upside down, and naked uh, that is the way that it's believed that that Peter would uh, end up being crucified. He's calling Christians to thank, uh, sanctify Christ as Lord, to set apart Christ as Lord, that Christ would be Lord of their lives, that believers might live and act as Jesus desires during our time on earth, that that would include things like submission to authority, even unjust authority, like what they were facing in that day and age. Um. It would include uh, unjust authority at, at home, even, or in the workplace. Jesus is the focal point for ordering our life in the midst of life's trials and tribulations, and yes, even persecutions. If we root our perseverance in the person and work of Jesus, we can cling to hope in the midst of whatever suffering we might endure. So, first Peter he he begins this letter. He identifies those to whom he is uh, identifies others to whom he is writing. Uh, believers in the provinces of Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, and then he says this in verse two. Um, he says, God the Father knew and chose you long ago, and his Spirit has made you holy. The Holy Spirit makes us holy. We, we do not make ourselves holy. It is, uh, it is the work of God. the work of God, to draw us to himself. God the Father knew you, chose you long ago. His Spirit has made you holy. As a result, you've obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace. I'm going to put this into the NIV uh, where it says uh, those who have been chosen, Uh, According to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ, and sprinkling by his blood, grace and peace be yours in abundance. He wants these people to have grace. He wants them to have peace in the midst of their persecution, in the midst of their suffering. Now let me go back over to the New Living Translation. I think it, it simplifies it. God knew and chose you long ago. For you and I to think about the fact that God chose us long ago. Um, his spirit made you holy. Uh, as a result, you've obeyed him and been cleansed by the blood of, uh, of Christ Jesus. When you obey, you confess. When you obey, you Acknowledge, when you obey, you surrender. Uh, When you surrender your life to Christ, like the moment I first surrendered my life to Christ, I was cleansed by the blood of Jesus, made a totally new person by the blood of Christ. Um, He says to them, in the midst of the suffering that they may experience, the suffering that they may face, he says, "May God give you more and more grace and peace." Well, there's there's indications here uh, in my comments that perhaps some of you are are having streaming issues. Uh, your uh, the timer on on uh, what I'm looking at looks like it's off by 20 minutes or so. Uh, so there must be something going on internet-wise. I, I'm going to stop at verse 2, the, the introduction here. Uh, as I'm looking at what I'm looking at, things mostly look copacetic, but I'm reading some comments that uh, indicates that there may be some issues there. So I'm going to stop a couple minutes early this morning, and tomorrow we will resume in First Peter chapter 1. We'll pick up at verse 3. But just know, God chose you. Uh, God knew you. God, by his spirit, is making you holy. God, by the blood of Jesus, has cleansed you. And this God who has called you is going to give you more and more grace and peace as you walk with Jesus. So, Lord, it's my prayer this morning that you would strengthen my brothers and sisters, that you would encourage them by your truth, that they would experience more and more of your grace and peace today. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, we'll make that a wrap for today. Uh, We'll pick back up tomorrow. I will see you then. Have a great day, everyone.